Hey, 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 this is your host, Alicia, of the podcast formerly known as The Book of Alicia. So yes, 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 The Book of Alicia has changed its name to Momming, Wifing, and Queening Podcast. We are still going to talk about womanhood, motherhood, and wifeyhood, and everything in between, but I'm just so happy to take on this new journey with you while I empower women to not get lost in whatever roles they are assigned, but to queen them, okay? I may not know everything, but I know some things, so we're going to talk about some things, okay? But before we dive in today, I want to make sure you are able to reach me on social media because guess what I have changed my social media handles as well so you can follow me on Instagram at the Alicia Shaw and that's at T-H-E-A-L-E-S-H-A-S-H-A-W and like my Facebook page the Alicia Shaw you can also follow my blog at www.aliciashavon.com that's www.aleshashevon.com where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts as well as purchase things like books and shirts I have available on my site. So all y'all ready? Let's get it in. Okay, y'all, so today I introduce you to LaQuinda, who also goes by the name of Queen. Now, Queen was given to her by her high school sweetheart turned husband of 16 years. She now uses Queen as her transformation transformation name, going from a caterpillar to a butterfly and the start of her redemption. Surviving childhood sexual abuse trauma has given her strength to now share her story. She kept the secret inside for 30 years. Daily, she thanks God who did not forsake her and has given her another chance to tell her story. Sharing her testimony with others gets easier each time because God allowed her to forgive and continues to strengthen her. She began engaging in social media over the past year, gaining confidence to share more of her story. When the corporate job she had later off after 18 years, she was given the opportunity and time to write her story and she's now putting pen to paper to complete her memoir so she plans to continue to use instagram and tiktok and soon to come youtube to be able to share her testimony and share her story and just to grow and to be an inspiration to others that may be carrying secrets and feel alone so y'all let's get in this episode with queen Okay, you guys, so I wanted to put this warning out there before I share our interview. The topic is sexual abuse, so it can be triggering for those listening if you've experienced it. So I just want to put that out there that if you're uncomfortable or if you're not ready at a space to where you can hear um, some information that could be a little unsettling, um, I, I recommend you to click off or, you know, maybe take a moment before you listen to the episode. Okay, so it's Alicia with Momming, Wifing, and Queening, and I'm excited today to have someone I actually met on Instagram, y'all. So that's the crazy thing about social media. We just find people, and we just click, and we think that they're awesome. And so if you like me, you ask them to come on your podcast and, um, you know, talk and discuss some things. So I just know you as queen because that's what I see on your uh Instagram, but would you like to introduce the introduce to the people who you are and share a little bit about yourself? Oh, thanks, Alicia. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my name is actually LaQuinda, spelled with a small Q. 
And how it came about with Queen is because when I was dating my high school sweetheart in high school, he began to call me that name. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So as I started my healing journey, um, I just really evolved with that name. And I really liked it because I'm just transforming into becoming to know who I am. And I just love that name. So, yeah. Cool, cool. So talk about that. Talk about your your healing journey, if you don't mind discussing that with the audience. What's been your healing journey? Sure, absolutely. So my healing journey um, recently actually started, well, four years ago, um, my stepfather that, you know, raised me as a stepfather ever since I was in like first grade. Um, Him and my mom, they separated when I was a junior in high school. But when they were together, um, he sexually assaulted me at the age of 12. And it stopped um, at 17 when they, their relationship broke up. Um, wow. at, at the age of 13, I got pregnant by him. Mm. But at that time, my mom didn't know it was by him because he made me tell that it was from a boy that was visiting out of town from Mississippi. So I suppressed all of this um, and just went on living my life like it never happened. I kept him in my life all the way up until four years ago. And that relationship was just like um, daughter father relationship. we never talked about it. Um, and we just was pretending like it never happened. Mm. So my biological father, he was never really in my life involved, but um, when my grandfather passed away, I went to the funeral and I reunited with my biological father um, because my mom was married um, prior to my stepdad. Um, They split up because he was very abusive. He was an alcoholic and it just didn't work out. So one day um, I went over the house a couple of days after my grandfather's funeral and my father, biological father was asking how the stepdad was doing. And I'm like, oh, he's, he's great. He's still around. And he goes, well, you know, I used to work with his brother and his brother once told me whoever he dates, he dates their daughter too. Mm. Wow. So my dad looked at me and I'm like poker face. And at that time, I just didn't feel like I wanted to open up to my father and let him know that, Hey, yeah, he did touch me. So that was the shakeup where I started to itch for that healing journey to begin. It was because of what my father said. My father, when I reunited with him, he had cancer. He had the Mm -hmm. surgery. It went into remission. Mm -hmm. And um, I just feel that his purpose was to tell me what he told me um, for me to begin that that healing journey. Yeah. And how has that been? Like what's helped you at least like um, start and, you know, just create, I guess, a, I wouldn't say a a regimen, a regimen, like what's been your regimen to help you with the healing process? Well, first it it started with um, my cousin was getting married. I was um, in her wedding and I said, you know, I want us all to go to church. I want us to keep God first. And I did not grow up in the church at all. But I always believed in God. The few times I did go, I was just always curious as a little child, you know. So when I was at my cousin's wedding, um, we went to her her church and I didn't know about prophecy at all. So at that time, 
I had got my stepdad out of my life. I stopped answering his calls at that time. It was like for two months because I was getting ready to start my healing journey. God was moving me. So the pastor called me up to the podium and I was so nervous. So I go up there and he goes, you have been asking God for the last two months if the decision that you made has been the right decision. And I'm like looking around because I never told anybody anything but God. And I just started bawling and crying. And the pastor said some other things that was I only talked to God about. So I feel that that was my permission from God to let my stepdad out of my life because I'm a bubbly person. I love everybody. And I just always felt like I have to forgive no matter what. And, and it was hard for me. But when I got that confirmation from God, then that's truly when I started my healing journey. Um, what it looks like is prayer every day. Every day I am praying. As soon as I get up, thanking God for waking me. Um, I'm asking God to, you know, lead my steps. And as I begin this journey, God is telling me that he wants me to share this with the world for people mm -hmm. that have experienced what I have experienced to let them know, you know, they, they can have hope and keep living. And mm -hmm. I don't know why, but, it, you know, I always lived my life like nothing you wouldn't even know, like the people that are close to me when I came out with this, they were shocked, like they can't believe it because I'm a happy person. I'm not negative. We all, I'm not perfect. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I just lived my life humble. And that's why it's hard for a lot of people to believe because the way that I am. And mm -hmm. I tell them it's, it's God that's walking with me. He's never left me. And I remember being really young and not being brought up in the church again. Um, I went to church this one time with my aunt and she told me she wanted me to remember the Lord's prayer. So I was a young kid remembering the Lord's prayer, not understanding what it meant, but I would say it at night before I would go to sleep. So where I am today, um, my husband, we're high school sweethearts. We end up getting married. Um, we have three beautiful children and I do have triggers. A lot of my triggers are, I can't listen to nineties music. Mm. If I hear it come on the radio or what have you, I have to turn it off because it's a trigger that'll remind me of where I was. Yeah. Um, so I have to turn the station to something else to get my mind off of it. Um, so when I truly started that, that healing journey, I wanna say it was this year. God <laughs> put me in a healing group. I gave my testimony at church and a lady seen me and she started a healing group with 12 beautiful women, all experiencing some type of different pain. And I went to that healing group and I gave my story and listening to the other stories. And I'm still in that healing group now. And it, it really helps me because it's like, no one is judging me. We all experience some type of pain. We have beautiful relationships where we'll get together and chit chat, or we'll, you know, do fun things together. And I think that keeps me moving. I also since then started um, a book club with just two women. So we actually stopped over the summertime. We did it over the winter. This is all this year. And it was inspirational books, like The purpose, the God-Given Purpose Life by Rick, um, mm -hmm. um, Joyce Meyer, uh, Battlefield of the Mind. In oh. reading those books, it made me think um, like how to keep living. Like Battlefield of the Mind, I have a wondering mind. 
And I never knew that was the enemy that was in my mind telling me, you know, don't talk about it. You know, people are going to judge you. You should have talked about it sooner. Yeah. I kept the secret in 30 years and these books have, they helped me, you know, and I'm, I started social media um, last year, never been on social media at all. And again, it's to inspire people. And I want to build that community to let people know that have experienced what I have experienced. You're not alone. You got to keep moving. You can't live in your past because it'll just eat you up. And that's not a good feeling. Yeah. How, how has that impacted, um, your relationships, um, even with your husband and your, and your, um, your daughters or your, you said your kids, you say daughters. Oh no, I said daughter. Maybe because I've seen your daughter on social media, but, um, um, how, how has that impacted, you know, being a mom and being a wife? I want to tell you, um, this year during my healing journey, my husband has seen positive changes because I'm truly healing. And I'm able to talk about it with him freely. And he's seen me change and I'm like transforming into this beautiful butterfly now. And it it just feels so great. And our relationship is better. Um, Because I'm an only child, I always keep things inside. I don't talk as much, you know? (laughs) So on this healing journey, I'm beginning to talk to him more. And I'm like, I should have done this a long time ago. So he, I'll talk to him about something, my husband, and he'll be like, well, that's okay to feel that way, or you have a right to feel that way. And our relationship is growing even stronger than before. And it's just the best. Um, mm-hmm. My children, the older two, because I have three, the older two, mm-hmm. I did tell them what happened in a very generic way, because I want them to know. And I have mm-hmm. to tell you, I talk to them you know, and I tell them, you know, if someone looks at you wrong, if someone touches you and I'm very candid with them and I want them to know, like, they're not alone. And if someone ever tells you, you know, or threaten you or threatens me or your dad, if you were to tell, you know, someone don't believe that. So I'm doing what my mother never did to me. I never mm-hmm. had that mom to, to talk to me and to do that. And I'm struggling because my daughter is going to be 12 at the end of this year. And mm-hmm. what I'm struggling with is that's the age when it started for me and I'm looking at her and I'm just like I'm starting to feel that trigger and I'm starting to get sad because Mm -hmm. she's just a little girl yeah and my son you know he just turned 14 and I'm thinking like wow at you know at 13 you know I had a baby inside of me you know Mm -hmm. they took me um they took me to the city, my mom and the stepdad and to terminate the pregnancy because my mom, even though she didn't know it was from him, that was an image of her that she didn't want that, you know, on her. And I almost died during that because they said I kept hemorrhaging and, you know, they couldn't stop it. And the little one, I didn't really say too much to him because he's going to, he just turned eight, you know, but Um, yeah, I talked to my kids and, and I want them to see that even though that happened to me, mom is still going to live. Mom is still going to push through, you know, and, and make a change because what happened to me, I can't keep, I I never asked God why, but I knew I believed in something to keep me going. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you know what I like that you said is, is teaching your children that despite of what happened, you're still here and you're still able to share your story. And I think a lot of times our silence, um, when we experience things is the enemy. It is the enemy wanting to keep you in that space and wanting to keep you in your head. But once you start like truly like letting go and letting things just pour out, you are, you cannot imagine how many people that you help. And the enemy knows that he knows if she opens her mouth and says, (laughs) whatever, somebody's going to be healed from her experiences or from her words. So that's why Mm -hmm. I feel like he keeps us quiet a lot of times whenever we experience something because he wants to make you feel like it was your fault or you should be ashamed or you should feel guilty only because he doesn't want you to help the other people that may have experiences because your story, although it's traumatizing and unfortunate, there are also people that have experienced that that are silent as well. And by you saying, this is what happened to me, this is how I'm overcoming, this is how I'm healing, is giving someone else the power to be like, oh, well, she's able to talk about that. Maybe I should be able to say something. Or like you said, I'm not alone. I should, yes. I'm not alone. And I think that's a lot of times what people feel is that I'm alone. Like who's gonna who's gonna really like relate or want to talk to me or whatever the case may be but the story is so um unfortunately like so uh what's the word um I don't want to say common but I've heard the stories and I've actually read books and all I can think about is wow the strength that it takes to be able to share the strength that it takes to keep to continue to endure to, to be able to not even be angry or bitter towards people because you know there's things there's things that I've experienced and I found myself being bitter towards people you know being bitter or not necessarily bitter but just feeling some type of way towards people because of what I've experienced and yeah. I've learned that like a lot of the times it's just the enemy trying to stop me or trying to make me feel as though um just, I feel like it's just the enemy trying to stop the healing process. And by you just speaking and by you just sharing, you know, your experience, I can just see so many people just being healed just by your words and how you're able to overcome. And my question to you was, or is, um, has it been difficult for other people to take like your mom or like, well, you say you haven't spoken with your, um, your stepfather, but has it been difficult for them to take the fact that you are healing from this? And it's something that you're able to, cause a lot of times I know people will be like, why are you telling people? Why are you, why are you telling, why are you telling the family stories or why are you telling the family secrets or whatever? Yeah, but yeah. has that been difficult for you? Actually, um, th- there's one difficult part. Cause well, the stepdad, um, when I came out with this four years ago, you know, my mom and I called him on speakerphone and, and I told him, I said, look, my mom has been asking me, why haven't, why haven't I been answering the phone for you in the past two months? Mm -hmm. And I said, because you're a pedophile. And I said, I'm I'm protecting my kids for their future as well. And I'm doing what God wants me to do. He didn't even apologize. He just said that happened 30 years ago. This man is a narcissist. He's mean in so many different ways. And I know that I do have love because I'm still like taking care of him, like that father figure, because he's older. He was, he's 13 years older than my mom. And I'm still like, just living my life. Like he's, you know, my dad and I'm taking care of him. And, you know, he's no longer involved in our lives anymore. He's, he's very, he's like crippled. You know, he has a lot of health issues. 
because he's in some type of nursing home. And that is his punishment. No, I didn't go to the police now after so many years. I'm letting God handle that. For my mother, it's um, last year, August, I brought it up to her. I never addressed her. We were always pointing the finger at him and wondering if people in his family knew, you know, and stuff like that. But last year I asked my mom, I said, you know, I never had therapy. I like my therapy was God, to be honest, you know, and just keep pushing through. You know, I always worked full time, you know, full time mom, full time job. I always did that. I never had time, I think, to like really think it through, you know. But I told her, I said, hey, I'm thinking about going to therapy to talk about what happened to me. And I'm thinking about writing a book, you know, a memoir. And I said, if I go to therapy and they ask you to join in, would you be okay with that? My mother told me there's nothing wrong with me, but I'll go. But if they say something I don't want, I don't like, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to get up and walk away. I've always respected my mother, been that respectful child. Okay. And this was my way of like going off on her. It was over the telephone. I yelled at the top of my lungs. It's not about you. It is about my healing. Mm -hmm. And she yelled at me and said, you don't love me. And like, she started to like cry. I can hear it in her throat over the phone and she hung up the phone. So I text her so many different things on how I feel that she had some idea because there's a lot of facts and I'm putting that all in my book. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And she never responded to the text. So we didn't talk for like four months until it was my daughter's birthday. She kept or texting my husband saying, Oh, tell my grandchild I love them. Happy birthday. And my husband, when it was my daughter's time back in December, he was like, look, Laquinda's waiting on your call. <laughs> so she <laughs> called. So when she called me back in December, I thought she was just calling for my daughter. But um, I didn't know that my husband had said that until after he got off of work and told me. But um, she just didn't mention anything and neither did I. So you know, I, because I'm in the, in the healing group and I was in the book club and reading self health books and spiritual books. So this lady told me in my health and my healing group, she says, you know, you need to tell your mother that you forgive her because even though you may want her to tell you that she may have known and she's not all this time, she may never do, or she may do at a later time. You know, that's not your place to judge if she's not or whatever. And I listened to her. And I called my mom over the phone and I said, you know, I'm supposed to tell you I forgive you. And I said, whether you want to talk about it or not, that is your business, but I forgive you. I told her I was in a book club. I'm in a healing, you know, group. Her response was very timid. She just said, okay. And in my hearts of all hearts, I feel that that was her way of saying that she knew without saying that she knew. So where we are today, we do not have an authentic relationship. We, we didn't really have one before this man. Well, when, when the stepdad, when I got him out of my life, um, that's when my mother and I would talk every day and we would become closer. But prior to that, we weren't really close. My mother is jealous of her own daughter. Mm-hmm. And she told my stepdad at the time when he was involved in our life, I wouldn't have what I have if it wasn't for my husband. I wouldn't have the house that I have if it wasn't for my husband. I wouldn't have the car that I drive if it wasn't for my husband. And he would tell me this. And then he would say, he would tell her, 
why don't you tell your daughter this? Why are you telling me this? You guys, that's your only child. You need to be closer. Mm-hmm. To this day, she doesn't know that I know that. Mm-hmm. So then recently, her sister, which is my aunt, she's telling me that my aunt caught me upset. She's doing the same thing to my aunt. Because me and my mom don't talk every day like we used to because of, you know, she's playing the victim. And I'm like, she used to tell him that. And, I'm, and my aunt is frustrated. She's like, how could your mom be jealous of you? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I, I, don't, I don't brag. I don't do all that. I've always been a humble person, you know? Mm-hmm. And the little things that I have in my life, like, you know, how much money I would make on my job or, you know, something successful on my job, I would share that with my mom because I'm an only child and I want to tell her. But who mm-hmm. knew that she was taking it in a way where she was feeling jealous, you know? Right. So don't get me wrong, like, even though we don't really talk every day, like, you know, I was at the pumpkin patch today with the kids earlier, and um, I sent her a picture of all of us at the pumpkin patch with goofy faces and stuff. So just mm-hmm. randomly, I'll do things like that, like that to her to make her feel normal. Because mm-hmm. I know it says in the Bible, like, when our parents get old, we should not despise them. Yeah. And as I'm seeking God and, and reading these awesome scriptures, I'm like, okay, but it's tough, but God help me on how to do it, you know, and all in love. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's one of those things where I think a lot of times you may have to accept people just for who they are. And sometimes it is like our parents where we may feel like uh, there's some maybe growing they need to do or some healing they need to do. At the end of the day, they have to make it their you know, they have to make it or want it for themselves. And we just have to yeah. accept them at the space that, that they want. Because to me, it would be like, your mom is probably hurting as well and probably giving herself a hard time because of what happened. Because she's giving herself a hard time. She probably thinking that you're doing the same thing. So the fact that you told her that you forgive her, it may be one of those things where she is okay. She's happy that you've forgiven her, but she still has to work on forgiving herself. You know what I mean? And, and being able to get past that. So I just say that to say like a lot of times your healing may empower someone else's healing, but even if it doesn't, you just kind of have to like, uh, accept people for where they are until they're able to process everything. And I know that that can be a tough thing. Do you think that, um, that, I guess that relationship, do you think that affects your, the healing process for you? Or do you think that you're at a space to where you're still able to continue and um, move forward with it? Do you think that's like a stumbling block for you? No, I, I don't. Okay. I, I've accepted that my mom is who she is. And yeah. during this healing process, God has been really um, like separating certain people in my life. And I, and I was wondering like, why is this happening? Like, I don't understand, but I'm seeing who she is more like as a person, even though she's my mother and I'm like, Oh, she's toxic. So I just, and I knew that something was, my mother doesn't have empathy and she's selfish is what it is. And um, she recently told my cousin, my first cousin that um, I don't love her. And my cousin was like, what? And she was like, you shouldn't say that. Yes, she does. And she's like, no, she doesn't love me. She doesn't call and check on me. She doesn't know if I need anything. And, you know, and before when we worked, before all this came out, 
um, we were starting to get a really close. Like I would do things for her, like, Hey, meet me here at the spa. Let's get a spa. Let's get a pedicure. Meet me here at this restaurant. Yeah. Meet me at the grocery store, get whatever you want just because, and it's not like my mom is hurting for anything. She's retired. She gets a pension. Um, but I was doing it from my heart because that's the type of person I am. That's the type of daughter yeah. I was. Yeah. I would be like, here, here's a hundred dollars. God told me to get it, give it to you. I don't know if you need it or not, but here, treat yourself. I mean, anybody would love to have a daughter like me and it's real and it's coming from my heart. And I think now she doesn't have that because we've been separated because of this. I think she's realizing like, wow, what she lost, even though I'm still here, if that makes sense. But I'm still able to heal. Um, sometimes I have to ask God to help me with it because it hurts because that's my only, that's my only mom. Like I'm her only child. And yeah. it's frustrating because she doesn't have that empathy to want to know where I'm at now. Okay. She wasn't there for me then. Okay. We're past that. I for forgave her, but it's like, I'm on a healing journey. Why can't you be here for me now? And she's playing the victim and looking right. at me. like I think she doesn't I like the she, like, she likes the unhealed me. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, and the, that's, that's, that's gonna say, say it. <laughs> you know, I was going to say that too. And I'd be out of, um, zoom is telling me i have 10 minutes so i'm going to short okay. really quick but um that's all i'm going to say too like a lot of times um and and unfortunately it can be family it can be friends it can be mom but a lot of times when you are healing um it shows you who it shows you who's really for you and who's really not because i think it puts a mirror up to that person a lot of times when people say that when I, man when i was when i was down in dumps y'all was all around me but now i'm getting better where's everybody mm -hmm. but it's because a lot of times i feel like when you're healing you're getting better it puts a mirror up to other people like oh look at her she's doing her thing she's doing this and i'm still sitting here you know and i think it just makes uh unfortunately it gets it puts envy in people's hearts because they feel like why can't i be that or why can't i be on the same journey as she as she is and instead of people being able to embrace it they kind of just do the opposite and become you know you kind of see their true characters and it's unfortunately unfortunate sometimes when it's your when you're family but at the same time too it usually happens with family more because you are closer with them and you know them you know I mean mm -hmm. you kind of you know more about your family sometimes than you do your friends um I, I hate to rush because I really enjoy your conversation but um, what is it that you would want to share and put out there to other women? Um, like, I guess, I guess a last words that you wanted uh, to share with other women who may be experiencing what you're experiencing or gone through what you've gone through. I would say seek God, have a relationship with God. Um, and if, when you're seeking God, you can ask him, show me how good it can get and get yourself involved in some type of community, you know, cause you're not alone. Like I'm in a healing group where somebody has, you know, similar situations, do yeah. not isolate yourself and, you know, keep believing in yourself, keep moving. You're going to have moments where you're going to have trigger moments, sad moments. When you have those moments, find something that works for you, whether it's working out, reading a book, exercising, you have to keep moving, um, you know, for your future. And when you're talking about it, you're telling the testimony. And every time I tell my testimony, I feel free. I feel yeah. like something is lifted off of my chest. And yeah. um, if you are on social media, find those positive people or inspiration people, mindset people, you know, that you can follow. You got to be careful who you're surrounding your circle around too, yeah. you know, so you can keep thriving. 
Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I think it's important what you say is you have to be careful of who you surround yourself with and you have to mm-hmm. be careful of what you also let in, because I think you can also like, uh, is it up? Is it subconsciously? I think subconsciously um, uh-huh. taking things that you don't necessarily that aren't necessarily healthy for your mental health. And so um, even with social media, I always try to monitor and make sure even what I'm following or what I'm looking at every day is feeding my soul and not something that's going to make me feel either bad about myself or feel like, you know, I'm not good enough or whatever. I always make sure what I do follow is something that's inspiring and empowering because you do have to make sure you're taking care of your mind, take care of yourself. But um, before I go, I just want you to see, to say if there's anything that you want uh, to promote or share. I know that you say that you are working on your book. So can you tell us a little bit about when we should expect it or are you still working? Where are you on the process with that? (laughs) Oh, thank you for asking. So when I started the book, actually I started it four years ago and then I paused and God paused me for a certain reason because there was other things that he wanted me to see. Okay. other things other things was I found out that I was not the only one that my stepdad did this to mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it's deep um but right now I I recently got laid off my job I've been on it for 18 years this happened last month and it was just you know the circle of layoff they said I can come back if I want to but just a different position because that one is done away with but mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave that door closed and because God's gonna open up another door for me And now I have time to finish my book. Never wrote a book before, but I'm writing it all in love. And yes, it's going to be about my memoir, what happened in my life, but where I am today and all the obstacles that I'm overcoming. And there's a lot of twist in this book. There is. And it's, you know, what writing it, it's, I have to pause sometimes because I have moments because it's bringing me back to like revisit it. And Mm -hmm. I am so blessed and grateful that I found your page when I first started social media, because your inspiration just really, I gravitated mm, towards thank it. You. Mm, thank and you. so I've been told that God is going to put people in your life to help you through your journey. And you are one of those people, whether you believe it or not, <laughs> because mm, I'm you. starting this book and I've seen that you wrote a book and I didn't even see that when I started following you, what I seen was this, that inspiration. Okay. Mm, so thanks. when is it going to be out? I don't know. My goal is I would, love to be done with it um by my daughter's birthday her birthday's in December because okay. you know she's going to be 12 so that's going to give me a drive yeah so hopefully that I can do it so yeah so that's where I'm at <laughs> oh thank you um, sir my foot got sleep <laughs> oh no but thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that I'm definitely going to be on the lookout mm-hmm. for the book I'm going to support you 100% if you need my feedback, because I do, I do work with a publisher. So if you need a publisher as well, just let me know. um, And I can hook you with her, but um, I appreciate you being on the podcast. I'm going to go and look at the timer. It says I have three minutes. So okay, (laughs) I appreciate you being on the podcast and just thank you for being brave enough to share your story because not everyone has the ability to do that or not at that place as of yet. So I pray that for those that are hearing this, they're encouraged to speak up and share their journey or share their healing journey um, to other people as well. And I'll just go ahead and let you go. Thanks again for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, Alicia. (laughs) 
So that concludes today's episode of Mommy, Wifing, and Queening. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram at The Alicia Shaw, as well as like my Facebook page, The Alicia Shaw. And don't forget to check out my blog at www.aliciashavon.com. That's www.aleshashevon.com, where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts, as well as purchase books. I've co-authors and shirts I have available as well. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, y'all, I'm out.